Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 139. As always, I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, suited and booted today, Regina. Full transparency, March 1st on record day. This will come out the second week of March. When it's a new month, Mike, and I have a very busy day on the first of the month, sometimes I like to put on my best just to put myself in a confident mindset to get me through the day. Got a long 16-hour day today, um, and I'm just bracing, embracing it one little meeting at a time. Amen. You know, and that's that's kind of what... Uh, this is your best? This is, uh, this no, is one of my no, best. No mink to this start is, the march This with is the one snow? of my best. One of my best, man. You know? Okay. All right. All right. That's fair enough. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? Uh, I've made a, a very big miscalculation with the fence. I'm going <laughs> to oh come clean here. Oh Hopefully boy. Dana doesn't listen to this episode because, <laughs> well... Dana doesn't listen anymore, right? I don't think so. No. I hope not. Because, right. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not been great. Um, so 3 a.m., you know when you wake up and you're like, there's a lot on your mind? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think maybe Juliana was crying, so that initially woke me up, and then I wait a second, then she fell back asleep, and I was up. So your mind starts racing, you're just sitting there in the dark, and I'm like, does my fence have six slots horizontally or 12? So gotcha. okay. in the place where I six bought foot. it- it's a six foot, six right? Foot, gotcha. So you think six, right? But the slats aren't a foot each, right? What about underground? Oh, none of them are underground. It's underground. They're horizontal ones, right? Gotcha, okay. So long story short, horizontal's this way. But there's ones that go, the posts that they lock into like a regular fence. Yes. Those go sit, those are six feet, right? Yes. So in my head, I'm like, oh no, I think I miscalculated. And I'm like, it's expensive as a six slot fence for each, uh, you know, piece. Yep. I think it's 12. So I go back into the guide at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And I do the math. And I'm like, oh, my God. It says 12 slats. So I do quick math. And I'm like, it's double cost that I thought it was. And in my head, I'm like, all right, maybe we just do one little corner. Maybe we just do like, <laughs> like maybe instead of six portions, we do just a nice two right yeah, there. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, no, I poured concrete in the corner one. So I'm going to at least have to do three of them. So I'm already in my head trying to figure out how I'm going to get and there. And 3 a.m. thoughts. Yeah, 3 a.m. And then I'm like, you know what? I have some points from the new credit card that I'll use towards like <laughs> a couple pieces. So yeah. I'm going to buy the new pieces. And I'm just doing the math in my head. I'm like, this fence is going to take me forever to build. Oh, boy. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. That's right. Neither was my fence. That's right. Um, but at 3 a.m., I literally did the math. And I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. But you can do two things in these situations in life. You can you can give up and be like yes I miscalculated I'm gonna have to drop down to like a wood fence or like which is still expensive um, or something else but I'm like you know what I'm gonna take my sweet time every time I close a deal maybe I'll buy another slat just add it you know slide it right in <laughs> twelve slats twelve years no big deal I mean 100%. as long as it gets done it gets done it, it's gonna become like the saga of like the rest of the house can't get renovated and this <laughs> fence is still gonna be like and then I'm gonna put that last piece and we're gonna have a big like party blow out for the fence i like it you know so anyway uh long story short sometimes when you dive into projects it's good to get your feet wet but maybe double check the math on the <laughs> slats i you know i was kind of going you know what are you can do that's um good. so that's that's my update of the fence wow um i have a uh, i have a body update man which is 
strange. This is I can't remember this ever happening to me. So I've been I've been I've been a little creaky lately. Oh, I thought you were gonna say your calves have been flat. No, no, I don't have a calf problem. Um, you say what? Calves, calves and abs, flat, baby. flat, uh, whatever. Um, I I've been a little creaky lately with my body, man. Like I've been feeling like some I don't I don't want like ailments, just like you know, little ah uh, tweaks. Uh, uh, yeah, like soreness in my body, but not like a good soreness, right? So I was kind of monitoring like a this. pain, not a pain, but like I shouldn't be this sore from doing the workouts Ooh. that I consistently do. Mm. So it started to creep up on me and it was that was about a period, not gonna lie, for like a week and a half. I haven't taken in oh no, I took one day off this year. So I mean in a in I'm not a, I'm not a scientist or a detective, but maybe right. you need to maybe need a break. <laughs> right. But for everything that's going on in my life right now, I actually lean on the gym as a as an outlet for just, you know, stress and sanity. Some sometimes I don't go crazy in the gym. Most of the times I end up going a little crazy. Um, but I one day then I woke up and I had to just literally take a day off. Yeah. And I did that and I hated it throughout the day. But you know what? I woke up the next day fresh and I felt very strong. <laughs> and it, sometimes you just have to because I I we've talked about this a lot, like the Goggins mindset. His brain is so much stronger than his physical. But then he ends up really screwing himself up in the long run. And I kind of felt myself getting to that level like my brain is so strong like i could fight through it i could fight through it but i'm doing pull-ups every day like why are my pull-ups hurting this much mm. right why are my triceps feel like they're gonna like tear out of my well the thing is they're attached to the rest of your big ass body so when it's <laughs> pulling it up it's yeah. a lot of strain right you, know, you get that <laughs> right but no so I, I thought everybody would enjoy uh you know a little piece of advice sometimes Take you break. do need a day of rest wow can we get that <laughs> is this being recorded right? right this might be the first time i think you've ever said that right i no. swear i swear but um no i mean i'm back now you you know, hopefully I don't have to take another day off for another 75 days. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's what it. it is. I'm, I'm finding alignment. <laughs> like like you're like it. you're talking about, like the balance of it all. Right. You, you, you question why do we work out now? It's a lot of yes. Obviously, there's a physical result and uh, benefit to feel good. But the mental portion of it is probably my favorite part of it lately. Yes. So I'm like, all right, well, in days where I can't get the workouts in or at least the full workouts, like, what can I do? And we've talked about in the past that I enjoy and like bouncing around with the kids, like running around, getting the steps in is a very uh, productive, uh, enjoyable thing that keeps me on track. Right. Like if I don't do anything, if say I ever get a mediocre workout in um, for whatever reason and I don't do like the bounce around, get all my steps in, that doubt creeps in. It's like, why am I even working out? Because yep. the mental's good, but then the physical results don't. Uh, accompany it, right. which kind of discourage you, right? Yes, yes. So it's finding that and then really thinking about like, I see, <laughs> this is a funny way to think about it, but I see Livy just snacking on everything and wasting cows. And I'm like, <laughs> this girl is nonstop, but she eats cheese doodles, muffins, like she's all over the, the map. And I find myself, you know, there's a couple of cheese doodles, I have a couple, right? And then in my head, I'm like, man, what a waste. Like just, it's it's not even a willpower thing. It's I wasn't even conscious of it. I'm literally sitting there with her and I grab one just to be a part of yep, it. Yep. And I'm like, oh, man, you do the math on that. I could have really enjoyed something, you know? Yeah. And then I started to correlate that with kind of time, right? Like sometimes you sit down, you go on TikTok, you go on Instagram, and you get in a hole and, you know, 30 minutes passes. Yes. And you're like, what was I? I could have done something for I could have worked out for an extra 30 minutes. I could have went a walk for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I could have worked on my putting skills for 30 minutes, you know, anything. So really kind of acknowledging that 
there's it's a stoic thing but people protect their money like it's the end of the world they don't want to waste any money they go get coupons and whatnot like time is more valuable than money but a lot of times we aimlessly just waste it Mm -hmm. and i've been a lot more aware of it now that i have so little of it as far as getting things done like yes you need time to kind of like take a breath before you jump into the work day. You know, I can't go from screaming kids, get them into the car with Papa to like getting on calls. I need like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to just like, all right, that's done. Let me reset type of thing. But you don't need an hour. You know, you just got to switch into it. So the the whole alignment thing has become very prominent in my uh, life this year. Uh, My compass. compass. Yeah, you got a compass. (laughs) It's pointing south. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So that's been interesting, but it it all stems from like, All right. Well, when I've had the most success in the past, it's when I'm able to really lock in on this one facet, like the diet and working out and lifestyle, and then not feel guilty when I have my burger or I have my pizza, like you've talked about. Like, you know, yes, you can go super extreme and not do any type of cheating and like not eat anything and, you know, make like an abbreviated version. But like, I don't want to eat the abbreviated version. Like if I want F and Pizza Hut, I earned F and Pizza Hut. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what life's about. Yep. You know, getting a little bit of everything. And what if you enjoy something, you got to make time for it. And I'm really getting, as I'm getting older and I talk and I have a conversation, it's like Phil Tarantino's a little ahead of us. He's got three kids and we chat often. And I'm like, you know, like in the past with business, I've fell into the trap of like, what's the best business decision versus what's the best lifestyle decision. And maybe the business won't be as lucrative, but my mental state and my enjoyment will be a lot more lucrative. So the net positive to go for lifestyle versus best business practice is uh, sometimes the better choice. And long I think long term, long term, the lifestyle choice, I think, is the, the go to yeah. there. So like, yeah. for example, like, yeah, I don't need to do pop ups for the food brand, but I enjoy that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to, um, you know, post about other things or whatever, but I enjoy it. I don't need to do a podcast. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So like doing the things that you enjoy and not just cutting them out because you're just thinking dollars and cents and time. You're thinking about like enjoyment, fulfillment, all that, That's that right. rah-rah stuff. Good. I love that analogy um, with the money. Right? It's very good. Yeah, yeah. That one hit for me. I don't know why. And we waste money. Really. Like yeah, I yeah. waste money all the time. The coupon like, thing That's not worth it. That's good. You know? Yeah. It, the question now that I keep asking myself, and I don't know if you ask, like, is it worth it? Do you ever ask yourself that? Oh, yeah. All the time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get into that. Um, but I've literally chewed stuff mm-hmm. and spit it out because, like, uh, what am I doing? It's not worth it. Right. That's not worth that cow. Yeah. I don't know if it's bad to do that, but. Uh, it's, you know, it could be borderline anorexia, but, you know. No. Chew things and spit them out. You can't call it anorexia if I'm hammering <laughs> a double true. bacon. You can't be two something yeah, anorexic. You can't, can't be yeah. two something doing something. <laughs> That's right. Um, yo, guys, I need uh, I need a little help talking me through this. There's uh, so something happened for the first time as a parent that uh, I'm sure our listeners who have children have much more experience with. Oh, no. I don't know if you've uh, experienced this yet with uh, Livy Lou, oh, but so Callie goes to school and uh, you know get a little report back that um, you know someone someone pushed her. Mm. For the second time now, though. It's probably Livy who pushed her. <laughs> I wish. I wish, because then I'd feel okay about it. So this young boy, and the teacher's like, well, you know, we don't disclose the child's name. I'm like, Callie, who was it? She's like, Elijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. said, young Ja, come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young Ja. Isn't that funny how they don't disclose <laughs> yeah. it? And the kid's like, yeah, it was. Whoever. But literally, I'm like, Callie, who is it? She's like, Elijah. Yeah. So Callie was on these uh, elevated blocks, 
right? So she, there were big blocks, like foam standing blocks. But she wasn't supposed to be on the blocks. Mm. And Elijah has a little um, social interaction issues, we've been told. But, like, that's not my issue, right? Like, I, I'm cool that he is in a class and he's functional in the class, but still, like, don't push my child, right? Are real, these real names or are you using fake no, names? No, no, these are real names. Let's use fake ones. No, okay. So we'll Because what if, you know, Big so, E's parents listen to this? <laughs> we'll call him Young Joe then, okay? Joe, we'll, we'll you it, Joe. So, you know, Callie's doing what she's not supposed to do, and uh, Young Joe comes over and uh, kind of throws her off, and Callie goes, like, tumbling down, cries, the teacher picks her up, they write the report on it, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, now you get home, you get the full story or whatever. And in my head, I'm like, well, what do you explain to a two and a half year old on how to handle yourself? Right. And really, in my head, I'm like, you know, when you see that boy coming, you want to punch him right in the face. But I can't say that to her. Right. So then I this is what I came up with. And I want to know if I'm ridiculous for this. So she so I said, um, you know, when he's coming near you. You scream, no, <laughs> and then you run and tell the teacher before before he hits you. But like, what else am I supposed to do? And how can I articulate to her like, all right, listen, if this kid puts his hands on you one more time, you push him back because I don't want her to do that because she's too young. But at some level, like I remember my parents telling me, you know, this kid was bullying me, bullying me, bullying me in like eighth grade. And they're like, listen, you can get suspended and we'll support you. Mm -hmm. But don't hit this kid first. If this kid hits you. Then, yeah, you square defend up and hit yourself. him right in the nose. Right. Defend yeah. yourself. But, like, I can't be telling my kid that at two and a half years old. Can you? Here's a political answer. I don't know the right answer. <laughs> it's case by case. It's tough, though, right? I this just, is a tough situation. We're, I'm personally having a hard time parenting just in general. So I don't even want to give any type <laughs> of advice. No, 100%. Like, but what do you think, though? Like, what? I don't know. Libby's oh. usually the one pushing. So we're like, listen, be nice to the kids. Don't push. Right. Like, you have to treat everyone nice, right? You got to be nice. You got to share. Like, we're coming from a very basic level of, like, you need to be a, a nice person. Yeah. Which, you know, Livy also tells tall tales. I don't know what's true, what's right. wrong. The report's very vague. Me and Dana are laughing because she's making up stories. Like... I, I don't know what she does during the day, yeah. so it's hard to figure out like what's going on. See, it seems like yeah. the teachers like her, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, ah, worst good. case, you're not going right, to right. expel. The bigger question I would have would be, <laughs> what was the staff doing that they couldn't anticipate this? Uh, dude, no, there's no, 20 quick. kids yeah, yeah, running around. Like, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, so These kids that, are wild. better be somebody if, watching. CV, I'm going to send you tough. to pick up one day. It is hilarious. Yes, there is bodies, people screaming in the hall. It's so funny. And even the teachers like, I got to clock out now. Kids crying and licking windows. Like, it's like a, I got one I could barely handle a CV. They got twenty and twelve. It's they, wild. They got twelve I mean, in there. You know? Not to say that I, I don't have kids, but I kind of do. Yeah, work yeah, with kids. Do. I do see that yeah. happening. Yes. These yeah. are older than two year olds, but it's no different. The behavior, right? Is the same. right, right. Still That's do the very same true. Stuff. So my question would be like, what was the staff doing? It happened twice, you said? Well, no, not that same interaction, but mm -hmm. there was- But with the same child? Uh, yes, yes. Well, that's a, that to me is- That's a, that's what I said. I'm trend. like, yo, like, I, you know, I'm all for- the kids are kids, right? And so they're yes. going to make their mistakes, my Correct. opinion. They're going to make their mistakes. And and yes, part of life and making the mistake is learning, you know, what was right and what's wrong, especially at that age, the learning personal space. And they told me and young Joe, things, right? young Joseph couldn't talk. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Like, I hear you and I'm glad that he's interacting, like I said. But still don't push my child. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when you smack his paws. I know. So then, you don't know what's funny, though? You know what's funny? I go to pick her up the other day, and guess who comes running at me? 
young Joe, and he gives me a hug on the knee, and I'm like, "What's up, buddy? Oh, maybe Don't he touch was my apologizing. kid! Don't touch my kid ever again! Give him a nice big squeeze." So that was one side of things. Was I it malicious? Do we no, know? no, I don't think so. But he meant. I this think you're the, overthinking. This is what the teacher told me. He maybe. wanted to tell her, "No, you're not supposed to be on that." So yeah. he threw her off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I, I live. You would do something, right? Like that. But then, then we go to McDonald's. Those intentions were. Cursed. We're in the playground. We're in yeah. the playground, and literally, like you said, just you know, Callie's a little aggressive at times, but she's very aggressive with these hugs. She like hugs people and she like <laughs> drags her cousin Lundy along the road and like just kind of like just brings her everywhere with her. So she picked up this brings girl her everywhere with who her. is older than her <laughs> and literally just body slammed her, but was like, oh, like, oh, but and she was like, I, I'm sorry. And I'm like, Callie, you can't like squeeze it's like and a sweet and sour. She was kid. trying to do yeah. something nice, but literally just picked her up and body slammed her. It's probably because she eats more steak than any. <laughs> I mean, for all you know, for all you know, a lot of creatine. Yeah, yeah. Those fans. <laughs> for all you know, she went and she hung, hugged hard young John. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like compelled to go, you know, yeah. give her a little time. Right, whatever. I don't know. I, I just. Yeah, let's move on. But so you guys got nothing for me. I mean, as long as they stay healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, good. Stay, stay blessed. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If I get another bill from this daycare, I might oh, tell my. Libby to go punch someone in the face <laughs> so we can get out of that That's place. That's crazy, right? Oh, Dean, I don't know. She got kicked yeah, out. Come on. You're coming with dad to work. <laughs> We're going real estate entrepreneurship 101. Sit um, there. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. Let's get into the topic of the day. But before we do so, CV, let them know where we get this protein at. Are we still rocking with working? <laughs> We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, all right, so today's topic actually came from the big brain. Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela today. Um, and we will be discussing the concept. Uh, well, I guess it's more of like how to stop self-sabotaging. And when he brought it up, you know, we were kind of having like a, a little dialogue back and forth. And I'm like, well, how is it different from, you know, limiting beliefs or self-doubt? And I think, you know, kind of what I came up with in terms of self-sabotage, it's more of like the negative action that you really take continuously that ends up compromising whatever you're really trying to accomplish um, in any aspect of your life, right? Like having a limited belief is different than the actual self-sabotage because I believe there's a negative action attached to the sabotage. It's kind of how I'm identifying To fault in like to a bad habit. Right. Um, so, you know, that got me thinking, you know, the big science, the big statistic, and we've shared this on the podcast before, but we know as a, as a, a scientific fact now that Every individual has between 12 and 60,000 thoughts a day. Wow. And up to, by the way, that's a big difference. Correct. I think I'm at the 60. 60, 12 to 60,000 a day. 80% of them are negative thoughts. Mm. But these are so subconscious to the level of like, we can't even imagine. So I was thinking like, how are you going to explain this? But something as easy for us to put a blinker on, go over to the next lane 
and drive, there has been so many thoughts that have happened on a negative basis before you actually take that action to put the blinker on. Because subconsciously, you've been thinking to yourself, well, I'm not just not going to put my blinker on. I'm not just going to not look in the mirror because I know that there might be a repercussion of somebody smashing me from behind. Right. Like so that those are the the amounts of thoughts that are happening. But really, to us, we don't remember it because the one conscious thing that we did was actually tap the blinker, look in the mirror and move to the next lane. Go ahead, CV. You got something? No, I was. I think you just answered it. So what the, what the, car are we driving? A lot of these um, thoughts are subconscious. Subconscious, yes. Oh, so yes. You don't even remember them half the right, time. Right, correct. Right. But so that also got me thinking like, damn, if 80% of these things are negative, that means these successful people in life, and if we're positive people, we're really thriving only off of 20%. <laughs> so imagine, right? That's pretty crazy. Isn't that really crazy to That's think about? That's my life motto, thriving off of 20. <laughs> so then when, I re- then when I got thinking about it, I'm like, Wait a minute. The people who are like actually anxious all day long and actually depressed, they're probably more along like the 97 percent of negative thoughts versus 80 percent. Because if we can be successful off of 20 percent, I mean, imagine what you can do with just 10 percent. Well, doesn't it, I'm assuming it fluctuates, right? Of course. Like averages out. Yes. You know, some days you have 80 percent positive mm-hmm. when you're like, you know, on vacation. I'm right. sure those are positive. Mm-hmm. I would hope. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it's ironic. Cause then when I started, like, you know, then I get to thinking and before I go to bed, cause CB had this conversation and he's like, well, you know, tonight when you ponder about it, just start thinking. So then I'm thinking like, ironically, the word sabotage, I don't believe it associates with how it's like communicated. I don't think in our brains is actually a bad thing. I think it's, it's a positive thing because it's trying to protect us and keep us safe. Right. So by us having these negative thoughts, the negative sabotage really is just our brains saying, you know what, let's not take this risk. Let's remain safe. Let's do exactly what it is that we know that we can just get by with. You know, don't put yourself under any distress. And as I go ahead, is that even when you're um, sabotaging your health? Not with the actions. So then that's where I think it, it starts to switch when you take the actions, right? But the word sabotage itself, when you have the negative thought, it's just really a protective mechanism. So let me let me see if I understand. So what yep, you're yep. kind of saying is when you're too far away from home base. Yes. And you're your homeostasis. Whoa. Whoa. Is that the right use of it? Who thought Yo. that we'd be using homeostasis in this the podcast? Ho- big Unbelievable homeo. word drop. We need a segment where best word of the, the episode. That, yes. Try to top that one. That was incredible. So when you're pat- so a far away from home, the gravity pulls you back to kind of what's normal. Yes. Unless you break through and then you establish a new normal. Boom. It kind of makes sense. Because <laughs> I've there's been a lot of times where I'm way, way away from home and I just, yes. bam. Yes. Yes. Um, so that now I think, you know, we have different signs of like, when are you self-sabotaging? Right. Because there's a lot of things that I think we don't even really articulate as a self-sabotage. I'm in the gym today and I'm talking to this guy and he looked like doggy doo doo. And I could just see it in his eyes. because He's usually a very positive guy. So I'm like, Yo, what's going on, man? He's like, man, the snow messed me up yesterday. I'm like, why? Right. And I'm genuinely, we have these conversations. It wasn't so good like, for why? making snowmen. Right. What? It wasn't good for making snowmen. I'm <laughs> right. real pissed. So, so he was basically like, you know, I had this whole day. He's so stupid. He's like, I had this whole day planned and, you know, everything just went to shit because then I ended up staying inside smoking weed. I'm like, wait, stop. 
Amen, brother. Stop. I said stop. Wait, wait. How was he Correct. planning a whole day when you know it's going to snow? Amen. <laughs> Correct. But he's a truck driver, so he he didn't know like kind of how his day was going to go, but he said, I had all these things, uh, but before I know it, now I'm smoking weed all day. I'm eating like shit. Now I feel terrible because I'm anxious the next day because I did drugs the night before. And so I, I said- Are oh, you so just you- closing to people when you have these conversations? Or are you like, listen, you're probably going to be on the podcast if they you don't tell know me who this is. Team. How many truck drivers smoke weed in the world? Watch. <laughs> <laughs> right so anyway i said yo man but like was this a, a form of self-sabotage he's like i couldn't control the snow i'm like you're right you're absolutely right about that but did you what'd you do yesterday that was positive he's like nothing because it snowed outside i'm like nah that doesn't make sense yeah right like there were things that you could have done and you now chose because we are the same way we choose to put on our clothes you can actually choose the thoughts that you want to Think at a moment. Mm. When you become conscious of these thoughts, you can say to yourself, oh, this is a negative one. Tim Grover, the uh, old coach for Michael Jordan, just coming up, he has this thing where he taps himself in the head when he has a negative thought. That dude scares me. He's, he's tough. He, he is tough. Me. But he literally, he said, yo, sometimes people bump into me because he stops, taps himself in the head, and then he walks forward when he th- has a negative thought. Because he says, I'm conscious of it now, even though I had all these unconscious ones. As soon as the negative one comes about, my man is slapping himself in the head. Dave's just going to be walking around there like this. So <laughs> 60,000 times a day. So I told him, I said, listen, like, let's walk through this. And I said, you know, the, the big misconception, I think, in life, and, and we've expressed this multiple times, is, you know, for you to show up and be your best one day doesn't mean that you have to give 100% of your best. You just have to give a hundred percent of what you can give for that day. So if during a snow day, you can only rock at a 30%, then give that 30%. But snow's the best. Like what does he have at home going on? That snow screws you up because he, he ended up not working out. He ate like shit all day. And now he's depressed the day after because he chose to now smoke weed. And there's after effects, I guess, he didn't have to go clean his truck or his driveway. Of course he did all that stuff, but he just felt like he did nothing. He felt nothing. Right. That's it. That's that's your perspective. When it snows, it flows. All right. (laughs) Right. That's why he fell into that. And, and so I explained it as like a self-sabotage. He's like, damn, I didn't really think about that. He's like, I allowed this snowstorm. He said it. He said, I allowed the snowstorm to take over my entire life for 24 hours, and now I'm a depressed piece of shit. Do you think people- <laughs> That's literally what he said. Do you think- That thought, by the way, is a, is a very self-sabotaging yes, of course. Thought. Of course. Do you think not being stubborn enough is a problem for a lot of people? Oh, yes. Yes. Because I'm pretty stubborn. Mm-hmm. So, like, not to say that I can just plow through anything- Pun intended. Hey. Uh, man, on fire. Homie of Stasis. Let me drop that one again. Tomato, tomato. I'll hit you whatever it's said. Um, verbatim. Verbatim. No, listen. Tell him verbatim what verbatim, it do. Verbatim, baby. Uh, I don't know. A lot of the times I think back to like, if I wasn't as stubborn, I wouldn't have done like probably 90% of the stuff I've done in my life. You know what's crazy? Good or bad. I, I mean, think, you know, stubborn has such a negative connotation to it that stubbornness is what makes people like successful. Right. Oh, a lot of time. Anyone that gets discouraged could easily go down the path of I'm going to quit whatever it is I'm quitting. Yeah, right. Or but if you're stubborn, one of the two. well, you know. But if you're stubborn, I'm you're going to stick to whatever plan that you had. Yeah. So yes, it gets. I think the bad rap for being a negative thing, but it's really maybe I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I, I was able to identify three things specifically that are signs of when I am going down a, a rabbit hole of self-sabotage. Okay. And I think most people will be able to relate on some level to it. But the first one is avoiding responsibilities. And that includes even if I forget. Now, I think there's levels to this self-sabotage because if I have a responsibility and I really want to follow through on the responsibility, what do I do? I put it in my calendar, right? So for me to forget something, 
really is allowing and leaving it open for me to end up sabotaging myself in the long run. And then what I do is I'm like, oh, yeah, I just forgot about it. All right. So that's one one example. The second one is not following through on the commitments just to myself. When I really want to when I'm at my best, I can say that I'm going to do something as small as I'm going to get up and make my bed. Boom. I make my bed. When I self-sabotage, I'm like, I know that I should do this. But then for whatever reason, I don't do it. When I notice that pattern happening, that's my form of self-sabotage. The third one, like we spoke about before, misalignment. And I have misalignment between my desires of what I really want and then my actions. For example, and not to give too much, you know, too much out in the open, but there are some nights that I I stay out way too late or and not even out in the club. I'm just saying like on my couch, drinking with my buddies. When I know that I have significant responsibilities the next morning and I still get everything done. So I kind of like justify it in my head. But that is a major form of self-sabotage. I know for me to be at my best, I should not be on my couch at two in the morning still with a beer in my hand. I would would argue this. I would argue this. Oh, yeah. Because if you just nonstop, 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 and there's no relief of all the pressures Mm -hmm. of life, even if you're tired the next morning, like for me at least, I've enjoyed having that late beer and like a cigar, even though it's not the most productive. Because I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind tomorrow, so Mm -hmm. I might as well lose my mind while I'm a little tired. Yep. You know? Yep. But then you're saying in moderation, in balance, then that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Which I I think is okay. But I I guess, not to his point, but- I guess if you argue it like if that's something that you start doing all the time, yes, then you're yeah. essentially creating this bad habit, which in reality you're just self-sabotaging because you know every Sunday you yeah. have maybe a lot of responsibility, yeah, and you choose one sa- Saturday night bender, no problem, yeah, you need it, yeah. But if you start doing it every single weekend consistently, oh, yeah, once yeah. if it's a trend, and I'm not I'm not at that level for sure. No, 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 no. I was just um, putting, but it out. no, no, no. I want I mean I want to be clear because you know I'm trying to be open about things but also yeah. not like you know i don't do this every week yeah for, um, for me i'm like if i lose my sanity it all doesn't matter then it so doesn't like matter. sanity for me has become priority mm-hmm. because of how hard it's been and then it's like all right then productivity comes after sanity i gotta make sure i'm sane for yes. a while i, I agree is that, that. yeah weird comment? i like that no 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 um this one i think is gonna hit too and subconsciously i think people are gonna <laughs> relate to it after i say it when we're on the fence of things of decisions. Don't say fence. It's a source <laughs> Is it a finished fence? Yeah. I'm still working on it. Um, I think we, when we when we have two options, right, we tend to unconsciously go in one direction, which ultimately takes away from the other alternative that we can do because we've already done something in the sabotage way. So an example would be like, if you have the thought of, should I go to the gym? Should I not go to it's the too gym? too hard. I'm not going. What? Like, that's too hard. I'm not going. Right. So then you have the, it's too hard. I'm not going. But then you really have the choice to be like, well, it's breakfast time. Should I go have, you know, slam some bacon, egg, and cheeses? Or should like, you know, I, I have some good protein before I go to the gym? Then it's like, well, subconsciously, we'll just keep eating the bacon. And then you're like, well, I ate the bacon. I'm 
might as well give me the juice, like give me a mimosa. Hell yeah. And then you're like, ah, well, my decision's already made, you know? So like I was on the fence or something, but I subconsciously started to go in the direction of sabotage. And then that ended up making my decision. That's a very small example, but I think it's the same even on a risk factor in like business and starting something new. Yeah. Uh, does that, does that make sense that I articulate that yeah. in a decent yeah. way? Yeah. Sometimes at least for myself when it's not planned mm -hmm. and it jumps up Yep. and two scenarios, right? If I nail the week and it's like that feeling of you deserve it, but it's more than that now. It's more like, well, I can go to the diner with the family and have a breakfast. I can have a little bit of potatoes and eggs and like something that's not ideal, but it doesn't throw me completely off. But so that's that you rewarding mm -hmm. yourself for being consistent. Well, that's like I have a level of guilt with things. If, for example, I don't work all day and then I go out in the evening and have a great time, with, I feel guilty that I got nothing done that day. So just getting a little bit done or making progress through the week keeps me on track. Right. So the self-sabotage okay. doesn't happen because I'm not basically throwing the day away. Does yes. that make sense? Yep. <laughs> so I usually negotiate. You're not supposed to negotiate with yourself, but I do it a lot. All right, well, if I'm going to go and have lunch at the plaza, which is very underrated, Bomb Crunch Avenue. The plaza. I got to work out. You know, if I'm doing it, I got to get my workout in. You can't do it and not work out. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of yep. negotiate that stuff with myself. I like it. I like that. Um, this one, so I, I read an article last night, too, on, on sabotage. And uh, this is straight from that article. Um, but blaming others when things go wrong is something we do all the time. But this example was hard for me to even like, you know, kind of agree with. But I, this is what I'm saying when I think there's levels to sabotage. So I'm just going to read it right from it. But it says, so say your partner has some relationship behaviors that affect the both of you. You decide they won't change. And then you break up with that partner. You feel good about the breakup since their unwillingness to change kept you from moving forward together as a unit. And your friends even agree that you did the right thing. Sounds like... That person sounds good to me, right? Maury Joseph, who is a a, a, uh, a psychologist in exactly, it's weird, it's like a, a science of sabotage, uh, says, if you don't take time to explore how you might have, co have contributed to some of those behaviors in that relationship, you sabotage your chance to learn and grow from that experience. How crazy is that? There's levels, I think. Like this, this is now. I, I sabotage that at all levels. If if this is the case, yeah. you agree? Yeah, hell yeah. Did that make sense, Mike or no? And um, my brain's in a pretzel. I don't know what the hell you just said. I, really? I don't know. For me personally, you're I, saying if you stop, I, I definitely related to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm go, yeah. I'm going through something like that right now, and not with my spouse, but with right, right. A, a relationship I have. Yeah. And everything you said, <laughs> I know, I swear, Mike. I think when you listen, this happens to me too. Sometimes when you say things, I'm I'm kind of lost. I trailed in the moment. off, yeah, right. But when you go listen back to it, I think it'll make sense. Whenever things are going off in Simplify a relationship for me, me, I always do naturally gravitate to like, is it me? What did I do? I do do that naturally. But hearing it like this, <laughs> yes, it's crazy. It's like, damn, maybe I, don't, I, don't maybe know I am the one sabotaging what's yes. going on. So I don't know if it correlates, but I'm trying to not have much of an opinion on certain things because I don't care. You know, which is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> but like certain things that have created a little like unnecessary strain or sabotage, if you yeah. want to use the word, I'm finding that like it's okay not to care, like not to have an opinion on things. You don't always mm -hmm. have to argue a point, you know? Does that yep. make sense? Mm -hmm. On anything. I mean, talking to people, oh, what do you think of this place? But or, what if it matters to you? 
Because I think that's what you're alluding yeah, to. Yeah, but, but it doesn't because I don't. But care. I'm saying we're we're in a um, we're <laughs> kind nothing of, matters. <laughs> no, I mean there's certain things, but like <laughs> like if someone talks about uh, food's an easy example, or like working out, and they talk about like their work on this, you don't have to like give advice or explain like yeah, you but that's not do that it this way. That's not that important, Mike. What if it's like something in your personal life that really affects you and you really care? Then that's a conversation. You're, but a lot of really things have to force yourself to care. But I, what think. I'm trying to say is sometimes I default to having an opinion, even though I don't really have an opinion, just to have the conversation. Yes, that I understand sense? that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, don't know if that correlates, but I, you made me think of that. And then the other thing that makes me think of is like an imposter syndrome. Ooh, that's big. I, I have actually, a lot of that. I that's been that. my biggest self-sabotage is when I can't handle the pressure. I default to like over drinking or something on a night out because I don't know how to cope with this, this stress. I'm not there, by the way, when he's doing that. So it's not me. 100% don't, I don't want there. you to think that no snooze. You're, you're 100% there. <laughs> you're right next to me. Um, like something like that or like, you know, a lot of bad things in a row happen. And then you kind of question like, am I even good? You know, which mm-hmm. then pulls you out of the action. So sometimes I'm trying to think less. And just do. Yes. Because a lot of stuff, even this podcast has made me overthink mm-hmm. because I'm constantly talking about all these things, which then kicks up things in my head of like, oh, yeah, that was interesting. I failed here. I did That's that. a good technique, though, to get yourself out of that. Because, I mean, what? I think- I think Thinking the, less? Uh, yeah. Like kind of yeah. just doing the more action thing kind yeah. of mm-hmm. you're saying. Because if you think about it, I mean, I think everybody goes through moments where- yeah. There's some self once a little bit of self sabotage in everybody. Yeah. No matter whether you're the most headstrong or the or the least headstrong, I think the more headstrong people eventually get themselves out a little bit quicker. Yeah. Whereas the ones that don't probably struggle a lot more and will linger in that self pity you know stage for way longer than they really have to. Yeah. Um. But at the end of the day, everyone I think goes through this. I don't think anyone's immune to this. I don't care how even David Goggins. I'm sure. I mean, he built this whole thing based on turning that around yeah mm-hmm. you know a lot of my frustration and self-sabotage comes from lack of progress or feeling like i'm not making progress in certain areas of life so like parenting i had a rough time like trying to get the kids to sleep i mean dana too but dana has a little better of a handle on it and like being bounced between kids and neither of them going to sleep for me makes you feel like a like yeah a failure yeah and you're like i'm trying to put them to sleep they're not going to bed then when they go to bed i'm up in the middle of the night then the morning i'm losing my temper on them so like it kind of builds mm-hmm. where if i just don't think about it that much and i'm like oh yeah whatever i you know i can't put them to bed tonight i don't know what's going on and not overthink that as like i'm a bad parent or i don't know what the hell i'm doing versus just they don't feel good or tonight's not a night they're gonna sleep then you the extreme ownership i think can work against you yes sometimes we think it's all your fault which sometimes productive, sometimes not, it becomes this like internal conversation of like, why like change, do something different. And then it creates this unneeded stress versus kids. I mean, they're kids, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that whole, so it's been, I, I go through waves of both, but I've found with parenting, thinking less and just being in the moment has been way more productive than overthinking situations, trying to control stuff too much, like trying to force your, your agenda on the kids. Like, it's um being along for the ride has been a lot more uh productive and then like hasn't caused me to self sabotage because I'm not in a negative mode. Mm-hmm. Good. No, that's what well said. Hard I think, though. I think now what I'm going to do is let young young Jaw walk free because of what you just said. <laughs> this I'm going to think kid. less about this. Maybe he know? listens. Maybe he's advanced. <laughs> he doesn't talk because he's always listening to the podcast. Um. So this is another one where you know I get deep in my thoughts and I'm like. All right. So I think this is a, a a good example of also a form of sabotage. And it's not being clear on exactly what you want to say 
and the desired outcome kind of that you need in a moment. But it's it's a lack of clarity for better words. Right. So I'm in a supermarket the other day and I'm going to the uh, I go to register and pulling up with my cart. A couple items. All, all meat. That's all I envision. Steak, like every steak, steak, meat steak, item, steak ground no, turkey. Steak. Nothing but meat in this cart. <laughs> so, <laughs> Paint yeah, the visual, dude. Literally, Paint. literally. I mean, um, yeah, so it was a lot of meat. You know, some, some <clears throat> Greek yogis. Don't lie. Um, all meat. Some Oreos, you know. So <laughs> It's funny. But So I'm going, you know, and I'm casual. I got, you know, my worship music in the ear. Do you really? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you blast it? Uh, no, not blast, because I, I don't want to not hear what else is going on in life. People yeah. will always talk maybe in my ear. And Sometimes it's very drownable. Yeah, I don't care about anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so sure enough, this old lady comes literally flying in front of me and just cuts me off. And she just pulled in like it was like nothing. Sick. And then I thought to myself, because I knew I had, I actually had a Zoom meeting that I had to attend, but I had to get home at a certain time and attend this meeting. So in my head, I'm like, did this chick really just cut me off? And then in my head, I'm like, you got the worship music playing in your ear. Like, be a nice guy. She's old. She doesn't even see me. I don't like how you're calling She's 90,000 years of age. She's a fossil. She has no hair left. The three hairs that she has are great. You're killing our demographic here. (laughs) 90% of our listeners are 90 plus. (laughs) You get what I'm saying, though. She's super old. But, (laughs) But in reality... What I just did was now I forced myself into anxiety mode because I was rushing home because she took forever because she was old to ring up her items. So now I'm sitting there and I'm starting to sweat to the point that I'm like, yo, I need to go another lane. Like, I let me just back out of here and like go self checkout because this chick is taking so long. Now I'm driving home and I'm rushing to get on this damn Zoom meeting and I end up being late to the Zoom meeting. And I really couldn't afford to be late to this meeting. There was it was just an important thing that had to be presented in a proper time. And I showed up late and I was I made the excuse like, listen, you know, somebody cut me off. Blah, 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 Sunday, I was feeling good. But I self-sabotaged myself because really in the moment what I should have just said, hey, lady, excuse me, you just cut me off and I actually have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And not in a disrespectful way, but even sometimes when you're trying to be nice, you're actually self-sabotaging yourself. If there's something to do, like if there was nothing to do, then maybe I'm not sabotaging. But I literally looked like an idiot on my meeting because I thought that I tried to do something nice for this old lady. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I would do, my recommendation there is like, hey, let's be a couple minutes late. Doesn't really matter. What, send send the text up front? Yeah. I don't know. What's the big deal? Five minutes? You th- if you think of me less of a person because I'm five minutes late for a call, I didn't do enough good that right. you respect me enough. Yeah, I, and I think there's and a time the reason I say this yep. is because a lot of my stress and sabotage, or whatever, mm-hmm. not even sabotage, just stress, is being behind schedule. Yep. And then the realization of like, listen, I'll get it done. Yeah, maybe, you know, I'll be a couple minutes late here. Maybe I'll have to pick up something later in the evening. But it's a it's a extenuating circumstance that's not worth the bandwidth to get frustrated. Right. I like that. I do. It's hard, though. It is very hard. hard. It is hard. Like when you're late for doing your appointments and whatnot, Mm. and the kids aren't complying, and you're trying to get everyone out the door, just like taking a breath and be like, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. At the end, they're they're healthy. You know, I'm healthy. Maybe a couple appointments are going to be a little little screwy, but I got to be better at adjusting. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to be better at just kind of like going with the flow and getting stuff done, not when things are convenient. Right. 
Okay. Man, that's such hard work. It's so hard. It is. Like, but because you're going against your natural instinct to yes. react or to just do you, you know? I went so far into the getting things done phase before baby one and two because I got back into the lock in mode with like the the uh, 10% challenge where I had so much social media getting done before 7 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever it is, working out, eating breakfast. Like I did the majority of my productiveness from 4 30, 4 ish to 9. Like mm-hmm. now I can't get anything done, which is a significant amount of time too, right? You so probably felt so accomplished by 9am after f- almost four hours, four and a half hours. So I started to self-sabotage yeah. being like, damn, like I had all this lined up. I can't do it. I can't be like a good dad and do all this stuff like versus, all right, well now maybe you're not going to post on social media as much, but it's temporary. You'll figure it out. Post at night. Mm-hmm. The reach isn't as good. But stay in the routine, and then when you have that opportunity to implement it again, you'll be ready. Mm-hmm. But don't kill yourself because you can't get it done because you are. The the thing I had to think about was, like, I'm building a family, and, like, the reason I chose real estate was to be around the kids. So, like, I can't be saying, like, I'm not going to be around the kids in the morning because I'm doing real estate stuff or whatever. Like, you need to fit real estate within your family life, mm-hmm. not the vice versa. Yes. And that kind of switch made me be a little less anal- like, I don't want to go out of business. Right. Don't get me wrong. But I also don't need to be the number one agent in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even know if I've said it on the podcast, but like your goalpost adjusts to your life circumstance and it's okay to say, all right, I don't want that. That's what majority, 99% of people want this. I chose this other route and I'm okay with maybe losing a couple of deals because of this family life. Right? Right. It's all that yin and yang. So- the, the not getting stuff done for five hours in the morning, if you do the math, big math guy, seven days a week, 35 hours, you're losing a week. It's a lot of effing time. Oh, yeah. Right? It's big. Um, so. that, that, I actually could relate to that, too, even with the podcast stuff, because full, full transparency, you know, we get paid on Instagram now yeah. to post, right? Yeah. You know that. Millions of dollars. Um, yeah, millions. <laughs> um, so I have been almost, I, I thought I was sabotaging when I don't post. But it's actually the reverse. Like sometimes I sabotage my own sanity just to post. Yes. You know what I mean? It's and not I was, worth it. Right. Because I'm like, wait, why would I not make this money? We spend money. So like, why would you not make, even if it's a couple dollars to post a freaking quote, like go get that money. And the, on the on the couple days that I don't post, it makes me, I, I do feel like an angst and uh-huh. I feel a little like stupid for not taking the action. But then after, when I look back, I'm like, so what? Like, what do we, a couple bucks here and there? Like, you know what I mean? It's not life-changing money anyway, but I do constantly battle that that same thought that you're saying. Well, it's a balance, because then if you don't post, then you don't post all week, and that's not good. That's not, yo, that's Because I do that. Yes. So, like, with my real estate page, I didn't post for a long time. I was doing some stories, but I'm like, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth right now. It's not good, but I don't care. You just string the negativity along. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. The thing that keeps me sane, at least, is like at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing. So, yes, it's going to be harder to start it back up, mm-hmm. but you can judge me at the end of the year and yep. be like, oh, he crushed it. Like, so it, it's it's constant, though. That, yep. like, back yeah, and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. How do Big you time. build this bulletproof mentality? Well, first off, it's not bulletproof. <laughs> well, we're not bulletproof. Yeah. No, no. I didn't say it's right. I didn't yeah. say it's. I, mean, I don't think the mentality build, itself. Yep. So, I, because in order to be I able think it's to a not, philosophy. in order to be able to not self sabotage, you have to have a thought process, a, a bulletproof thought process. Whether yes. you're bulletproof or not is one thing. Yeah. But to get there, to be able to say, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. Because I'm thinking, right? And I'm yeah. when I get frustrated at something, 
it, it could be very easy, and I can do it now because I'm calm. Yeah. To be like, you know what? Let me walk in the other direction. Let me not get upset. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. It's extremely right. difficult to be able to curb that natural instinct that you have to kind of attack or, yeah. or you know? So yeah. this is my thought. Okay. And you'll like And this. we're getting into the meat and bones. This now. is good. Because this is basically how you avoid- Develop your kind of philosophy on life. Right. And how you avoid the sabotage. Yeah, so like anger is not a very productive, in most cases, productive emotion, people say. Yes, sometimes you turn into motivation to work out, or, but that's like when it's contained, you know, and you get an outlet somewhere else. So you're still releasing it. Right. You're just using it to go work out or go for a walk or do something productive. So I, again, I have so much input coming in and I like taking inspiration from a lot of stuff, but lately... I've had my most success when I've followed kind of someone's religion in their thoughts and their way they're building out their life. So like this Ryan Holiday guy, which you think's a dork, which is fine. You know, no, but he, I think he has good thoughts, though. I kind of remember getting started in the real estate world and the level of stress I did not know how to handle. And I was self-sabotaging. You know, Dana had a 30th. I literally got carried out by you at the 30th. Good thing I was And when I looked back enough. at it, I was like, man, like I just couldn't deal with the stress. So I was looking for an out. I was looking for a way to get away from it versus like managing it based on kind of what you can control. So instead of going to that evening and be like, listen, all these deals are happening. They could all go to zero, right? I could make zero money. This whole night for her birthday might, you know, be a big loss. Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. I right. can't control it. I have to trust that, you know, maybe two out of 10 deals are going to close, which is realistic, mm -hmm. right? So like, yeah. So I've adopted basically following this guy, Ryan Holiday, every day, just like Joel for you. And I listen to a, one video every morning and it just keeps reminding me like, keep practicing it. It's never going to be perfect, but your stillness and what you can control, his whole method is like, keep reminding yourself that you are constantly dying every day. And in the grand scheme of things, if you were going to die in a week, the majority, 95, 98% of everything's not worth getting mad over, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't care about anything and be like a, you know, a waste of levels, life. There's levels to what matters and no, it doesn't. Yeah. And, but he just talks about like the people that have the highest stress in them and whatnot just know how to manage their emotions the best. And he himself has a family and he talks about like, all right, yeah, you know, in the mornings, the kids get up early. It screws up my day. I just have to recenter and realize like today I'm not going to do X. Mm. You know, it's okay. Yep. But try to get X done the next day and yep. don't, don't, you know, fall into that. So for me, it's been repetition like anything. We'll listen to a, one of the, his short videos every morning and then constantly talking about it and trying to implement it and being like, for me, it's being aware. So I get the most frustrated when I lose my cool and I yell at the kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now I feel it happening, like getting the anger. And then I try to repeat to myself, like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. That's good. And it, you sound crazy. No. I do that all the time. Yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, they're healthy, whatever. It could be worse. My mom says all the time, drives me effing crazy. When I vent her and she's like, could be worse. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, it could. It could. It could be worse. Yep. So I think for me, it's become a little easier because of all the negative stuff that has happened that is worse that I see. Mm -hmm. And emotionally, it's like tears me up to hear these stories. And then I look at the kids and I'm like, all right, it's hard but it's really not that bad. Right. Like you're just in a bad mood because you haven't slept, you know, mm -hmm. it's detaching. Yes. Is the thing. Yes. The key. It's hard though. It's yep. fucking impossible. Pardon my French. Like I want to lose my mind nine times a day in the morning before nine o'clock. 
but you don't. Not all the time. And the how. I do, though. Because that, that's, that's, you the, do, though. that's the important takeaway. But when you do, I think, and I don't know if you think this way, Dave, back me up. When you do, you say it's less often, right? So, like, I used to lose my mind every week when we started with the two kids. Now it's like once every three months. That's big. And I feel bad that I do it, but I'm like, listen, 10, you know, nine out of 10 times I didn't. Right. I lost my mind once. It's I'm a parent. I'm, you know, it happens. Yep. You're you know. And my yes. parents and Dana's talks to me about this because I felt really bad. And Dana's like, we all lose our mind. We all lose our shit. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up. Just try again. Yep. You know? Well said, man. Um, in that in that same uh that same article and kind of to that same point, um, you know, it, it talks about reframing, reframing it and like shifting the narrative in whatever way that you do it. But the scientific way here, it says when you're conscious that it's actually just parts of your brain that are keeping you safe, it allows us to develop curiosity Mm. to see what's really going on and what we're actually afraid of and then it says you can make the parts of your brain that are scared our allies instead of our enemies so that's the scientific like shift right there right but for me the way i reframe it i'll give you a work example where i do come up with these little slogans in my in my brain um, CV, I'm sure that, you know, we'll giggle over there because I've shared, I've shared this with him before. Um, and I think it's also helped him in, in his approach as well. But so we have, um, you know, uh, basically a board who controls the town and any appointed official and any elected official is, um, basically under their supervision, under their discretion. Technically I could be fired at any moment. So when we go to department head meetings with all the commissioners, we tend to be on the same page because we understand like I'm not going to throw you under the bus in front of your boss intentionally because that just doesn't make sense. Like, why would I anger your boss who has the authority to potentially put you in a bad situation? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's this one lady, you know, she's in she's in higher role and she started exposing me <laughs> like and I could, fun, these ladies, the I old mean, ladies are going at you. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you do? So I kind of went over her head. I went over her office's head um, and went directly to the county level because I reached out to her office 17 times with zero response. So when that happens, <laughs> I'm guessing she doesn't listen. So uh, but look that camera in the eye and right. tell her. So when I need that happens, you know, I said, well, you know what? I actually have a relationship with the county individuals myself. So like, I'm just going to go get this done. Yeah. So she comes back into this meeting and starts literally looking at me like I just looked in that camera saying like, well, you know, as a town, we allow these high level individuals think that they're above the law. Don't follow the process, the procedure. And meanwhile, I'm like, I got it done. Yeah. I got it done. But she was exposing me in a way that I, it was looking really bad for me. Yeah. And instead of like, because the old me would have interrupted and say, well, provide context to that story. Provide the context because I reached out to you in your office 17 times with no response. That's what I would have said to defend myself. What would have been wrong with that? And I, I know, <laughs> right? But like, and honestly, if my job is kind of on the line, good. you know what I did though? What'd you do? I literally said to myself, I'm like, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? In my head. Who is she? Who is she? Oh, is she? Someone? No, who is she? She doesn't pay my bills. She's not going to be the one to make make any decision of my job, right? And I'm like, I do fine at my job, and I know that this one individual is not going to have one interaction in front of me with my bosses that are potentially going to fire me over this one thing. Yeah. So once I started, but in the moment, I had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have interrupted her and been like, listen, provide the context now. Yeah. Because if not, I'll just tell you what it is. But instead, I just kept saying, <laughs> I just kept saying- who is she? Yeah. Who is she? In my head, in my head. So all the time now, when I when I get into those negative interactions, instead of me sabotaging myself in that moment, 
it was a way for me to reframe it, come up with a little thing in my head to shift the narrative and just say, you know what? It's, it could be worse. Like your mom says, right? I, my, my similar motto to that is just like kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Like there's been multiple times throughout the day where people are getting very testy with me yep. and I'm not controlling the outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well I don't control the outcome. So it's coming. I think about, well, where are they coming from? Right. They're coming from a place of frustration because no one else is responding to them. Mm. I'm the only person they can vent on. Right. So I can't be defensive here. I have to be supportive. Gotcha. That's so good. like I literally didn't respond to someone because I'm like, let me see where they're like, why are they pissed? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. They're not pissed at me. They're pissed at the situation. So then the response comes. You're very welcome. Like, I'll give them a call. I don't know what's going on. You're doing great. You know, like, which is true. Yes. Like you're crushing it. Yeah. Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't control this. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm in it with you. Mm. Just kind of being light about things has not saying I don't take things serious. I'm just a lot less like stressed about things because I'm like, I don't control it. Mm. If they're going to close on this house, they're going to close on this house. Yep. If a fucking lightning bolt hits the house and we lose the deal. I couldn't predict. Could you predict lightning? Nope. Your boy probably could. You pay for that service. <laughs> but like that whole kind of approach to everything has made mm-hmm. it a little more. The taking a second to not go with the media emotion reaction and text right back has been super productive. Yep. You know, like putting the phone down and just doing something else and then coming back to it, which we've talked about in the past, mm-hmm. and not being so available. Sometimes I'm too available. You text me, I respond because I yep. want to have a great service. But I'm not doing any one service there. Yes. You know, if I just find out, hey, I don't know, is it productive? Or let me go check. Let me report back. Hey, I checked. I still don't know, but I left a message. Mm-hmm. Right? One convo versus like 20 texts. Yep. So it's kind of like this this nuance of of emotion management, not only for myself, but people I'm dealing with. I like that. It's been like a different type of- That's good. Very good. I'm telling you, I'm trying to become a monk, dude. A monk. A monk Maybe a I'll monk. just leave real estate and be a monk. Monkey Sounds Pirelli. Sounds fun, no? Not Mikey Pirelli. He's Monkey Pirelli. And think about it. So I have someone we've talked about in the past. I have a couple agents that are going at me. They're coming after me. Yeah. And instead of getting mad she at She old? That, is he old? It's old, right? No comment. Old, old. No, I don't know. There's a couple, right? So in my <laughs> head, I'm like, all right, well, where are they coming from? Like, they're threatened, which is cool. Like, I would be threatened. Like, if I was coming up and I saw yeah. this kid doing these videos and like all my face. Like, you know. Yeah, like, I'd be annoyed, right? Like, <laughs> right. just being realistic about like, not everyone's going to like you for a good reason. Like, I'm not giving them reasons to like me. I'm literally joining the NBA, and I'm an I'm a expansion team, and our team gives out free food right, during right. the games. Gotcha. Like, yes. I'd be pissed as mayor. I'm like, he's cost me money. Yep. So I can't get mad at them, mm-hmm. you know? I like that. And, like, people going after my listings, yeah, if they don't want to work with me. That's a good, very good perspective to have. <clears throat> Tough, though. You know what it is? Dating. Back in the day. I'm going to go back. We don't talk relationships on here. I'm just going to talk about a mindset. (laughs) I've self-sabotaged in the past when I've cared too much of what the other person thinks. Oh, yeah. Versus I know what I am and it's their loss, right? In anything. So with clients, you don't sell every house, right? So I can't get mad if for them, I'm not just the fit. And they choose someone else. I can't mm. take that personal. That other person has a family to feed. They're trying to do the best by them. Yes, maybe their intentions are a li- little different sometimes, but it comes from a place they're trying to make some money to provide for the family. Right. Is my, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some people are bad people, but I- I'm assuming they're a good person. Yes. And that is what it is. And you give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And if people cross you, it's like, all right, well, now I know. And I won't go out of my way to help you anymore. Mm. Right. 
but give everyone the benefit of the doubt first and then adjust depending on what the results are. Easy. I like that. Versus that someone made a quota like when you have um, grudges and stuff, it's acid and it just hurts you because you're mm. like fester or not. You don't do what you want to do versus like, oh, that person hates me. It's kind of funny. Like I'd hate me too. Yes. And then just going out and doing whatever you're doing anyway. That one hit for me. You like that? Ding. I had a like ding moment. I like it. Why are they mad? <clears throat> why are you mad? Yeah. Hot 97. Tell why me why you're mad. mad. That's right. That's good. Um, so I, I want to leave everybody with a uh, also some something that. I did unintentionally, I believe, but I think it also helps uh, avoid self-sabotage. And it's basically creating like non-negotiables, uh, rules of thumb. How you are. Rules of, rules of thumb in your life that basically will allow you to move in, in one direction without even thinking about the other, right? A stupid one that I have is sometimes I put myself in bad spots to make decisions, right? Like I'll be at the grocery store and I'll be like, ah, do I need, cause I'll go to BJ's right. Cause you could buy 58 steaks at once. Um, so now I have a, I have a rule of thumb that if I know my big items, like your paper towel that you buy from BJ's, your soaps that you buy from BJ's, your coffee pods that you buy from BJ's, anything in big quantities. If before I leave my house, I can sense that an item is going to be out within two weeks. I buy it on that next trip. So I never run into the situation of like, oh, my God, I got to run out right now. And then that will eventually sabotage something else that I could have gotten done. Organization. Right. Uh, another rule of thumb that I have. This one's at work. And again, these are silly ones, but I feel like we've never spoke about them. I and think maybe, those are, these are the most may, productive <laughs> Maybe ones. you can you know, come up with something yourself. I have a lot of documents that I work on throughout the day, right? I'm editing constantly, you know, something that's got to be presented on a town level, on a state level, local level, whatever, grant opportunities, blah, blah, blah. I have a rule of thumb that when I have one that's of importance, I don't shut my computer off for the night and I leave that document actually up. I save it and I save it as to make sure that it's there. But I know that I am lessening my chances to not go back to that document if that document is not staring in my face the second I walk in in the morning. I like right? that one. And it also backs up my task list that I have at work as well. But that's just a little you know, loose leaf paper. And honestly, I would forget that more than I would forget you know, just leaving the document actually up. By the way, so I, I do that as well, mm-hmm. but unlike you, I've made the mistake of not saving it. Oh, no, and our computers at work, they do like updates yeah. and they'll yep. shut down. Yep. <laughs> Lost stuff. Um, oh and then the, the, the other, oh, go ahead. The office, yeah. uh, I don't do paper anymore. So paper overwhelms me. Yep, I don't so I will either. print it temporarily if I need it for something, mm-hmm. but I do everything on my iPad and the G drive. Because Throw it's it just another step that I don't need. When I'm on the phone with someone, I go into my, it's called streak, a CRM, write in the email, da, 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 notes, that's it. Don't think about it. That's a very refreshing thing too in business. Uh, people ask me all the time, they're like, do you even work? Like your office is just really clean. There's no papers here, blah, blah, blah. If I have a physical paper. I didn't say that. All I, all I, <laughs> literally what I do though is I go into the, the room next door, which is a scanner. I scan it, send, uh, send it to myself, save it in a thing. So I have it. And then it's very rewarding to crumple a piece of paper up and throw it out for whatever reason. Yeah, I have a shredder because you know? legally you need to like, That's so good. we shred stuff. That's good. But um, I remember thinking on a showing, I was like, when I give people a packet, they don't a don't look at it, or b they look at it and don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, give it to them at the end, and usually via email is the easiest because yep. then it's all organized. Just send it, send it, send it. It's a lot more uh, scalable. Yes. So I just made that adjustment like during COVID, and then when I started my own firm, I kind of thought like, all right, what didn't I like about what I did previously, and this is a good opportune moment to change that. 
Yes. Because it's a new start type of yep. thing. So um I had this uh I had this manager at at Nike. You know, oftentimes I reference things from from back then, but I don't think I've spoke about this one. And um there was a concept which was basically basically became a rule of thumb for our operation. And it was do a hundred dollar tasks first mm. before you do anything that's less than a hundred dollar task. It's called eat the frog. So for example, what we would what we would do, right? The CB's looking at me, pondering. Right. So we would have task lists as you know sales reps and employees that would have to set up the store so a hundred dollar task would be like making sure that your big ticket items are on display properly right making sure that your expensive shoes are in the front your least expensive ones are in the back okay now i have to sweep the floor right but i should take care of the shoes first because that's a hundred dollar ticket item versus sweeping the floor you can sweep the floor while people are looking at the hundred dollar items mm-hmm. you could take out the garbage when people are looking at the hundred dollar items but make sure your hundred dollar task are taken care of before those that are less than $100 for whatever that means in your business. Yeah. So for example, right. like me talking to potential listings is way more productive and return on time versus Put the camera on him, man. Sending mailers. <laughs> Yo, see, this is when CV gets good when he's locked no, in. That's good. No, but it's literally throughout the day, it's endless what you could work on. So ultimately there's priorities that are actually going to create new business yep. versus just kind of like checking in with people. It doesn't really, mm-hmm. there's no uh, urgency. Yeah. Um, it, just to this whole thing, I, I, I am big on uh, just leave lack, it there. I am big. Lack of better words, I'm kind of obsessed with uh, you know routines and personal patterns. And I think the more that you can identify how you operate, like whatever you're hearing from Mike CV and I today, might not you know hit for you in that specific way, but reframe the pattern to make it work for you. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I've really become obsessed with just in terms of consuming content. Like I can't be Ed Milet. I can't be Joel Osteen, but I can take things from them, reframe it into what works for me. So that little hundred dollar, you know, uh, rule of thumb, that's a really good tactic. But yeah. now take it. Think about it in your life. What's pressing? What's not pressing? What can you prioritize first? That's not going to ultimately sabotage something that you're doing. So as far as uh, so I just thought about this, the. um keeping the screen up mm-hmm. i um when i start to write an email and i'm waiting on a piece of the email i leave it in the like you know how you can draft. minimize it oh, but it's yeah. there and the, yep. so i can click it and open it up yep. and the drafts i delete all my drafts that i've done that i yep. don't need and then i look and i'm like what didn't i finish you know and they it's amazing go how the many drafts come up right yeah because it auto saves so sometimes you'll have like four of the same thing yes but yeah, that's yeah. been a super productive yeah. like not letting things fall through the cracks because you'll do something be like ah the person didn't send me the document but I need to get this out today. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of like put it to the side. And at the end of the day, you're like, all right, it's four o'clock. Why is this draft here? And then right. you're like, oh, get me the, you know. We, we don't realize what we what we really have potential to sabotage in our lives. I spoke uh, in depth last episode, I think, on the, the morning routine and my preparation and stuff like that. But all of that plays into sabotage. Me not doing that the night before is an extreme version of self-sabotage for that following day. Why and you- that's how we have to get clear on this type Sorry. of stuff. Why do you think... A big form of sabotage for people's food. Um, I think it's the same thing as like uh, a substance abuse. Honestly, yeah. I think um, you know when you when you find something that you can it's like a comfort thing. Yes, when you can find comfort. That's exactly what I was going to say. I find comfort food. within the uncomfortable situation in a bad way. I think it works really well. Like for example, you know we've gone to parties where you know you just said at your wife's thirtieth you were like f this let me just get drunk. I've done the same thing, seriously. But yeah. that's a, that's a form of substance abuse, right? Yeah. Um, and I think food does the same thing. It gives you that 
that uh, immediate like dopamine, like, wow, you know what? Like, this is actually a comfort thing. This is yeah. comfort eating. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm so obsessed with the gym, because no addiction is a good addiction. Unfortunately, I, I am kind of addicted to the fitness piece. Um, and I would rather have a good, healthy addiction versus a bad one, um, even though it does throw me off when I'm not you know, when I can't work out or something like that. But I think that's how impactful those those addictions really are. Yeah. Yeah. The you comfort know? things like I find that when I'm real stressed, I want like I just I just visualize like amazing meals. I don't yeah. Know why. It's tough. Um, CV, you wanted to say something. Um, and we are we are on time. So there will be no. I am sorry, but there will be no dime this week. <laughs> Somebody write in and tell me that's two weeks without a dime and I'll bring <laughs> double the dimes next week. <laughs> Quarters coming. <laughs> Plus five. Um, I mean, I got caught on something you said earlier, and yep. I just—I'm just, trying not to. Um, the the hundred dollar ticket item, that yep. stuff, I love. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm going to use that at some point. Yep. Did your Nike manager tell you what happens when the employee um, takes care of the hundred dollar item, and they con- they're consistent with the hundred dollar item because it's the hundred dollar item, mm-hmm. but then they start neglecting or falling behind on the one dollar item consistently. No, so that's sabotage, right? Seriously. So what, what, did the, what did the manager say? No, uh, we have to get all tasks done, right? So again, that's a priority list. But once you take care of the most expensive items first, it's still your duty to make sure that all the tasks for that day are completed at some point, right? So you just can't go to the million dollar ticket items and just take care of the good stuff because the little things end, end up adding up in the long run, right? So me not taking out the trash one in one instinct, right, might not be that impactful in the moment. But if I don't take out the trash for a week and now people are walking in the store and a dirty diaper is in the garbage and it stinks, now it's going to ultimately take away from the hundred dollar ticket item. Right. So you can never allow those little items to fall by the wayside so much that then it affects the hundred dollar ticket. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, this is I'm going to use this. Yeah, you can't neglect, uh, man. It's neglect. You know, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. You know, that's like, you know, look at Mike. My man only bench presses. Now look at his calves, bro. <laughs> I was doing a lot of calves. He sabotaged his calves. calves he sabotaged his own legs because he got his chest so big that people just think that his legs are small. I think of my body like <laughs> building a fence, right? You got to go slow. <laughs> but, pours, you, but you pours, miscalculated it, it makes that. sense. He miscalculated. I did. I miscalculated. I thought my calves would really like I thought my grow calves. with me, but they haven't, you know? Calves and abs. How's it going? Uh, oh, I oh, actually was oh. doing it. I swear to God, calves and abs with calves Juliana. Because she was bouncing around, so I was like doing some leg raises and then or, uh, calf raises, and then I do some crutches. That sounds like a good show. I thought you said cabs and abs, like you go into like different in cabs. You, you know, you, you're working out while you're talking to a random cab driver. That's a pretty good concept. Go ahead, and do that. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Anything else? No, I, I, I can't wait tomorrow to lose my mind to be like, what did I say in the podcast? <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm sorry to the listeners. I know you guys. I know you're butt hurt that I'm not giving you a dime today. But I, I, I apologize. You know what? I do think the majority of people that come to the end of these, which majority of people, it's got to be at least two, uh, <laughs> they probably really missing out on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll listen. I'll make you a promise. DM Dave on Instagram and ask for a personal dime. <laughs> if you made it this far in the episode, not only like, subscribe, nosnewshop.com. That's right. DM Dave and he'll hit you with a personal dime. No, I'm not going to lie. That's so th- great. This is, I'm leaving you with this though. Talk yeah. about dimes. And I almost sent you a picture. I don't know why. Oh, I remember my phone was actually in the cup holder in my car, so I couldn't do it. So I went into the store to ask for change for a dollar to pay for the parking meter. Dude gave me all dimes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was like, he was yo, just like, you know what? It was life. And it, I only took quarters. And he knew that. It was right outside his store. And he only gave me dimes. 
Dude tried to sabotage me with Dimes. I think he must listen. He was, <laughs> he was, uh, he was, listen. he was trolling you. That's right. Uh, so Dimeless Dave today. Listen, guys, as always, we thank you so much for for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for purchasing a hoodie. Um, you know the seasons are going to change soon, so we might go more into the tees. I want short shorts. Short Who, shorts. Who's designing our poom poons? Because I want to show off my calves. <laughs> there are no poom poons. Is that what they call uh, this? Yeah, the poom poons. Um, I like that. <laughs> so listen, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Dude, your calves actually got bigger too. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. <laughs>